Hello, guys, and welcome to the season two closeout episode of Health and Fitness Redefined Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Amen. We're going to dive straight into this episode. I just want to say thank you so much to all of our listeners, our guests. It means a lot that this show has already gone on for two years, and we are very excited to hop into year three learn a bunch more new topics. I've already got some episodes that are batched and ready to go. And let me tell you, we're hitting things all across the spectrum from longevity to different topics of health and fitness to where where fitness is taking us. We're going to do more panel episodes this year because those have seemed to be the biggest hit. So before we dive into, into the top five episodes of season two, I just want to say thank you. That is right. Thank you to all of our listeners. So let's dive into it. We have the top five most listened to episodes of season two. Starting at number five, we have all about NASM CPT with Rick Ritchie. This episode was about NASM, which is the National Academy of Sports Medicine Certified Personal Training, which is what most of my set, mine and my trainers all have as a certification and Rick Ritchie really dove into what makes NASM different and why when you're looking for a trainer or you're someone that wants to become a trainer, you should be really careful about what certs you're doing and not just finding one online. As a gym owner, it's really important to tell people that I know which certs are good and which certs are bad because it's not something that's licensed through our state or even most states in the U.S. And I know a lot of countries don't have licensure on personal trainers as well. So I need to know ahead of time which ones teach people about anatomy physiology, which ones don't, which ones make trainers really understand how the body works and moves when it comes to exercise and fitness. So that is why it's important to really put the time and effort to spend the extra couple bucks, go for that cert that really teaches you everything you need to know do ones that do testing in person, not just online. We know what they are. I'm going to reiterate that as a gym owner. But it's something I highly recommend you guys looking into. And, of course, if fitness is something you want to do, I'm just going to recommend you just take that next step right now and do it. Become a trainer. We need more people in this industry. We need more people to get healthy. So thank you. Rick Ritchie, that was a great episode. Go check out number five, all about the NASM CPT. Moving on up to number four, we got the science behind healthy eating with Chef Alan Campbell. This episode was so informative, and it is not shocking whatsoever that it hit the top five. We talked about phytonutrients, how to cook rice specifically, how to cook beans, it was really in detail with a guy who, I mean, he's a chef for Tom Brady. He really helped people understand how to eat right. A lot of people just kind of, I'm a full component of this one, just throw things into a bowl and hope it tastes good. But if we understood how to pull out the, the micronutrients out of foods and really knew how to balance like a complete protein is something that's a great example of this. So obviously all animal products are complete proteins and plants are not the missing essential amino acids. 
So a good balance is knowing that, hey, if I combine rice and beans, I know that is a complete protein. I'm getting all my essential amino acids and it's going to be easier for my body to use. Or if I'm just eating veggies and I'm not really comparing what's one's helping another, I'm going to be end up even maybe eating too much vitamin K, not getting enough proteins. And I'm really going to be missing out of the true benefits of food and what exactly I should be eating. We're going to move on up to number three. I actually pre-recorded going into this. I had these guests back on. I wanted to do it for all five. I was able to get number three and number two. So we're going to head out out to the interview with the number three, and we will see you guys on the flip side. What's up, everybody? We're moving on to number three out of five for the top five episodes of season two. Now, before we hop into what number three was, it's more of that this series didn't really surprise me that it really blew up and we had so many people watching it. Our panel episodes have been doing amazing, and I thank my audience so much. But this one, I'm excited to get updates about what's going on. I don't really want to spoil it. So without further ado, number three is should we ban vax mandates with Tina and Lily, we actually have Tina on right now. So we're going to pull her up on in here. Welcome back, Tina. It is a pleasure to have you on. Hi, thank you. It's awesome to be on. Nice to see you. It's it's an absolute pleasure. We actually haven't really even spoken since everything that happened all the way back in October when these episodes came out. So I, I want to hear it from you. We couldn't get Lily on, but we got you on. So explain to us about what your situation has been over the last five months, what has changed, and how can we move forward? Moving forward is a good question. I don't really have an answer to that, so I'll start off with that. But so many different things have come up. So number one is I remember one of the things on the episode that I was saying about a vaccine and given the definition of a vaccine. So I only proved my case in December when Omicron ran rampant and everybody who was vaccinated boosted and, you know, 100 jabs still was getting uh, COVID. And, you know, some, of course, weren't having many symptoms. And there were a lot of other people who were sick and who were getting, um, you know, pretty sick and going to the hospital, vaccinated, boosted, same thing. So I kind of just proved my point about uh, the actual definition of a vaccine. Really, I would say I was pretty much right because we did not eradicate this uh, virus, clearly. So, um Go ahead. <laughs> it was it was very intriguing to me where this episode just transparency to my audience where we had a bunch of new listeners grabbing into it where I, I there was a lot of negative feedback about things we spoke about back in October and I really recommend for those listening now to go back and rewatch that episode. They were saying, "No, you're wrong. This is not right." But then everything we talked about came true. Exactly. So, it was very interesting to follow along. And, you know, I'm okay not getting an apology. I can move on. But <laughs> it was just interesting about what you mentioned exactly about what a vaccine is and how it should really be something to prevent transmission of a virus. And it didn't do that at all with Omicron. So it was very intriguing. What about your current state as a nurse and in being in the industry? What happened throughout the last five months? Because a lot's changed. 
I mean, yeah, definitely a lot's changed. I mean, it, we were still riddled with COVID. Again, uh, like I said, a health, it, it's uh, basically, you know, sorry, I'm just like having a million things on my head right now. It's basically uh, a treatment option at best because, like I said, it was running rampant, still not a vaccine, but people were still getting sick. And there were a lot of people who weren't as sick either. So there were less less deaths here in the, you know, the rehab where we were. It wasn't as much as people dying like it was in the past. So that's, to me, that's an individualized preference of your health treatment for you. It's not for the greater good. And I think that's what proved it. And I think that that argument of people who get mad at each other or the unvaccinated to say like, oh, you should get this for the greater good, but it's really not. It's really for you, your decision. And I think, you know, with Omicron, I think that that should have proved it to people where they shouldn't be so divided against people who are not vaccinated. Yeah, I, I mean, the ultimate question is, should we ban the vax mandates? Because that was a big question. Not so yes. much the vaccine, but the mandates themselves. And Hawaii was just the last state to drop everything. So right. it's, I think that sentiment of what you were saying is after people realized that it didn't matter how many vaccines you got, you still could end up getting the new variant that it's okay, maybe these mandates aren't worth, maybe we should get back to a more normal life pre-pandemic. And you're really starting to see that shift right now going on. I mean, you could talk a little more about it, but hospitals were going to mandate the booster and then they dropped it like the day before. Right. Well, well, that's the absurd thing too, is that the other piece of it is so many people ended up getting, you know, Omicron ran through so many people that they want to mandate a booster, but what happened to natural immunity? What happened to maybe running, you know, running uh, my antibodies and seeing, you know, how, how how many antibodies I have and why are you going to mandate a booster on me if I, if I had COVID, I have natural immunity. What do we need to do that for? The, since it ran through so many people, the mandate of a booster shot is ridiculous. It should be a case by case. Again, my health. Okay, you know, I didn't have COVID. I had both vaccines. Maybe I should consider the booster. Let me get, let me see if, if I have antibodies to this and then and then get it done. But if you had COVID, you had the virus. Like I know some people who were really sick. I actually had COVID in December. I, I was, you know, one of the lucky ones to get Omicron. But then when I came back, they were asking me when I'm getting my booster shot. It's like, well, what, what happened to natural immunity? Why isn't anybody talking about this? Or or why can't I show my antibodies and say, isn't this as effective as a, as a booster? Yeah, Again, another, it's... Another point you mentioned on the show, which is something noteworthy, especially that happened recently, the CDC just screwed up their numbers and how many people were infected and died from COVID. And they were off by like tens of thousands. And it was really interesting how all of a sudden when the numbers changed, because it was a difference between dying from it as opposed to dying with it. And that was a, a big thing about why people were going to the hospital, et cetera, et cetera. So it was very interesting. It was a horrible pandemic. And I'm really glad we're coming out of it because I don't want to be like, oh, it was nothing. But it's very interesting, just everything we spoke about, how what happened. So well, question to you, Tina, is how from here – can we move forward and maybe learn from what happened over the last two years? I mean, to move forward, I, I think at this point, you know, we could thank Omicron in a sense. I mean, Omicron was your saver for something that for a virus that ran through so rampantly and, and much, you know, not as many 
deaths, obviously, it's a much more mild case. And to move move past it, forget about these boosters, forget about these vaccines. And now you could just go with your natural immunity, which is eventually maybe will create a herd. I mean, I don't know. I'm not I don't want to get into all that. But I think at this point it should be it should prove especially now with the two years and you're seeing, you're seeing a lot of, a lot more vaccine injuries that are coming up with blood clots and, you know, and you got these strokes and heart disease and see that you can't always trust things right off the bat. I know we're afraid and it's, it was a horrible virus and we've all been through hell and it was definitely not something, you know, like, like it was just not good, obviously, but I think you have to learn that things take time. Like I said in the last part, science takes time. You can't just rush into vaccines and thinking that this is going to get you out of a pandemic. Unfortunately, you have to, you know, it's kind of like the survival of the fittest. I hate to say it. That sounds so horrifying. But in truth is, you got to let the virus sort of run its course. And I think showing that over time with, you know, Omicron and these are the things that help vaccines and all this stuff. Again, you know, maybe like a health treatment to help you get through it, but you can't trust in what everybody's saying because like, you know, the government's telling you, oh, it's going to stop this, do it for the greater good. Where? What was the, what was the greater good? I mean, it was proven. And then now you're seeing like I'm seeing people after getting the booster shots, some patients coming in sick, they can't walk, heart attacks, strokes. I mean, this is not a coincidence. Yeah, and it's going to be very interesting to see kind of where we go from here and we're going to move on. And I want to thank you again for coming on and doing that episode. It was uh, of a very long but informative format, <laughs> and I highly recommend you guys go check it out. Should we ban vax mandates? Yes. Tina and Lily, <laughs> I guess you said the answer is yes. And we appreciate you coming on here and giving us your recaps. And now, guys, we're going to move on to number two. What's up, everybody? And welcome to number two that is right we have made it to the top two episodes of season two i am really excited to introduce a previous guest that was on this show she's coming back she's going to talk about where we left off where we're going with this and i'm just glad to have her on so without further ado let's welcome back to the show donna donna it's an absolute pleasure to have you on hey anthony it's really nice to be back thanks for having us or me. <laughs> it's it's an absolute pleasure to have you have you on. Unfortunately, Jen couldn't make it, but it's all right. This episode, guys, is New York healthcare workers on the COVID blank vaccine blank for kids. <laughs> Using that for now on. But welcome back. And I just want to pick up from where we left off. So we did a really fun three-part series on this. Number three actually was the part two. So this is the last final of that part three series we did on it and a lot's changed. And we were talking about that with our top three participant where, where are we going from here? What's going on? Especially when it comes to our kids and what's happening in that realm being in this lovely state of New York. So I'm going to leave it to you and just kind of ask you, fill us in from what's happening <clears throat> between October to now April. <laughs> uh, you know, do you have a week? Um <laughs> Yeah, so I think that yeah, certainly a lot has happened, too much to really enumerate here, but I would I would probably take this time because it's your expressed focus to say what is going on where we started in this pandemic and mandates <clears throat> to where we are now and where we're headed. Um, you know, Jen and I started New York is against medical mandates. Um, you know that that grew really rapidly. We were heavily censored. 
uh, it was a battle. It's been a real battle. But uh, what what came out of New Yorkers Against Medical Mandates, where we are right now, is really focusing on the core group that we have left, um, which is still significant, um, really building alternatives. Um, because what's become abundantly clear uh, as we've dug deep and gone down the rabbit hole of why these mandates are in existence um, and what the government plans to do, uh, we've really, really learned that, you know, we aren't free like we think we're free. The Constitution has been ruled and regulated away both federally and in our state. Our government uses backdoor processes that usurp our legislative process. They they use all of these um, quasi-governmental agencies like the Department of Health, the Department of Sanitation, the Department of Education, like and the list goes on and on. There's like hundreds of them. Um, and they use that them when they want to be tyrannical or get something passed that the people would be really upset over. They use those things to make rules and regulations which don't have to go through the legislature. So, but they carry the weight of the law. And so what happens is uh, we end up in a ruled and regulated society to the point where our freedoms are usurped and there's no one to really blame. Like you can't go to the, to the election polls and vote someone out because these people that pass these things are not elected officials, they're appointed. And so it serves, quite frankly, both Democrats and Republicans really well to have these things in place. And so as we awaken to how our um, a majority of our government leaders do not work to serve us, but they work on behalf of special interest groups um, that line their pockets and the pockets of their families um, against the people um, very often, you know, the wake up is, A, we need to change that. And that's a big uphill battle. While we work to change that through elections, through public outcry, and through pure resistance by saying no um, and banding together and unifying, we also have to build. And so you need to give people options, um, places that they can exit the current system to, whether that's in healthcare, in education, in businesses, you know, offerings that. Um, acknowledge and respect the human rights of every individual, truly, not just like as a uh, virtue signal. So so that's kind of where NIAM has been headed. Um, and I personally am still not working. All of my time is dedicated to this advocacy um, because I think aside from taking care of my family, this is the most important thing that I can be doing for my family and for my fellow man um, and for myself, quite frankly. So you know, um, we created People's Coalition for New York um, that I called together a group of leaders across New York State uh, back in November. Um, and we have really grown now and we're organizing heavily and it's starting to become like a well-oiled machine with actual impact. And I'll tell you, we have uh, elected officials across the state. We have their attention. We've grown to like 90 groups, grassroots groups across the country, across the state. And um our reach is probably about 500,000 people now. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it a little easier with the uh, social media avenue. You don't have to go knocking door to door. That's all I'm envisioning in my head right now. It's like 1700s is trying to find everybody. It, it does help, except for the fact that, you know, groups like us are shadow banned and heavily censored. So, you know, it's, it's, like, a, it's like playing in the devil's lair. 
Um, you have to play in their matrix to a certain degree, but you're also at the whim to some degree. So constantly building and working toward not being so reliant on those things, using them as tools, but not being completely reliant on them. So that's kind of one of the things we're working toward, but unifying across the state. And when you get back to like, where are we now with mandates? You know, the fact that, um, you know, the studies across the globe are out, right? There's plenty of data now. Theirs is real. There's a woman who does open VARES. She does a really great job of giving you the visual um, truth of what VARES shows. Um, you know, there are so many professionals of, at every level that are speaking out all over the globe. These shots are um, dangerous and they also um, don't provide a lot of protection like they were promised to. And so we're on to like fourth and fifth boosters. The FDA is now um, meeting this morning, they started at 8.30 um, to approve uh, further boosters and annual shots. Um, so that's going on as we speak. Uh, and they're coming for everybody's kids. And, <laughs> you know, any physician or healthcare provider or scientist that has courage have been speaking out about these things. And they also are censored. Um, they're having to send their, uh, their data and their articles to journals, medical journals across the sea, you know, in other countries, because the American uh, Journal of Medicine won't take them. Um, these are facts. I've talked to doctors and people who are doing these things. So uh, for me, it's as a neonatal ICU maternal child nurse for 31 years, I would say that um, a big caution, parents, it's safer to wait, right? If you're unsure, um, wait and refuse, right? Because if enough people would stand together, if we would have stood together in the beginning, none of nobody would be here where we are now. And every time you give away a bit of your um, sovereign rights, your human rights, your power, your freedom, um, it's a slippery slope and they don't give it back re readily. It, it's never happened in history, right? So um, I would just caution people to keep doing their own due diligence um, don't listen to the television, <laughs> look for other sources to find your information and guard your children like they're your life because they are. Um, and if you're not going to advocate and fight for them and watch out for them, like who the heck is? Because at this point, it's very evident that government is controlled by big business and those same entities control the media, which can spin the narrative and tell you what they want you to hear, what they want you to believe. Um, and that's not um, a crazy conspiracy. Conspiracy, um, conspiracies are real <laughs> um, and they're happening every day all around us. So I just encourage people to keep walking and keep protecting themselves and making the hard decisions, even if it leaves you in an uncomfortable space. I, I love that. They really went into detail all across the board there. And I just really have one final <laughs> question is, What's the future for kids? Because that was our topic focus. So what's going on specifically now in schools? And then where is that headed? What do you think is going to end up happening? Yeah, so I think um, they're going to mandate this for children. They're already, you know, zero to four is uh, already on the table, uh, which is just an insanity. Um, they're going to keep making these mandates and children are that's going to go on. I believe it's going to go on the schedule. It's going to be required to go to school. It's going to be required to participate in anything. Um, and so unless the public really stands up and it doesn't need to be everybody, it needs to be the people who 
you know, are, are awake and not afraid to stand up and take risks um, and speak out. Unless that happens on a large scale, that's the trajectory we're headed on. That's what's going to happen. It's kind of these backdoor deals have already been done. So they're, you know, their processes of going through public hearing and receiving public comments and having all of these, um, these meetings to make decisions, they're just kind of uh, a facade because it's already decided. Um, Northwell Health already has contracted to have healthcare clinics in schools all over the state. Um, and there's all sorts of crazy legislation pending and out there um, from from quarantine camps where they can literally rip you out of your home, your place of business, if you exhibit any kind of symptoms of anything that might be epidemiological um, or transmittable. Um, they reducing the age of consent for children in schools. Um, and so, you know, so allowing, imagine these clinics in schools, uh, legislation for nurses, school nurses to be able to give injections, hashtag shots, um, you know, without a patient-specific order. Now cu couple that with reducing the age of consent. Look at where we're headed, right? So I really just urge parents to start taking a really hard stand, showing up the, at their board of education meetings and have alternative plans because there are a lot of people in the state who are pulling their kids from the public education. And honestly, if I had a child that was young and in school, I wouldn't be keeping my kid in the system. Um, so... That that's my recommendation. I, I don't think schools are a good place to be in this at this point in time, public education. And I don't know if all of the private schools are that much better at this moment in time because they receive public funding um, and they are beholden to the same rules to a large extent. So definitely couldn't agree. Take control of your own health has always been something we push on the show, and it's take control of your kids' health too. Another whether it's with the shots or whether it's with their personal health. Definitely something we, we fully believe in. Donna, thank you so much for coming on to giving us a recap for our number two spot of our top season top five. We are going to head right over, guys, to the most exciting part, numero uno. What episode made it all the way to the number one spot? Thanks for coming on, Donna. Thanks for having me. Take care, Anthony. Appreciate Take what care. you Have do. Have a good one. You thank too. you. What's up, everybody, and welcome back. I hope you were blown away with those Post interviews for number three and number two, part of that three-part series that I did on the vaccine. It was so crazy how much those just blew up. I mean, it makes sense because of what's going on in the world, and you really heard a different side of it. And before we move on to number one, I just think it's important that when you hear these opinionated things I do with these panel experts and just grab people from all different sides of it that you don't just have a biased opinion one way or the other and really truly try to digest what somebody's saying. Take it full heart and do your own research. When it comes to anything, I just always recommend looking things onto your own before you just make an opinion and don't take just something because you're just hearing it. So please make sure, guys, that you really go back and listen to those episodes in detail, that three-part series, number two and number three, did make this top five, and you did just hear them speak right now. But we're going to go into what all of you are waiting for. I mean, I'm blown away what number one was, and it wasn't even close. And I really wish I could have got this guest back on, but timing didn't work out. So 
Without further ado, guys, let's hop into the number one most listened to episode of season two. It's Put Your Microbes on a Diet with Norm Rubliard. And I probably just butchered his last name like I did on the show. This episode was amazing. And he really dove into gut health. And it's something that's been pushed out through 2020, 2021, 2022. It's the importance of the bacteria we have in our GI tracts. We're learning more and more and more that it controls your metabolism. It controls your immune system. It's so many more factors besides just how it's digesting food. It's really playing a role of what kind of bacteria you do have in your gut. Don't forget, you need bacteria in your gut. There's certain types of good ones, certain types of bad ones. We really need that good bacteria to help break down foods and really digest them and feel better and live longer. We did disagree on some things, but you know what? I love that. I love guests who are willing to take any question I throw at them. Really come at me with this is it. I love that because it shows that, again, you can take two sides of a question, have different opinions on it. And you know what? Health and fitness changes every day. So trying to stay on top of the industry and being knowing exactly what's going on is almost impossible. But just having that really understanding, I've really loved the things he was talking about. And it's so important we start just taking better control of our health, especially when it comes to our gut microbes. Now, understanding this, it really all relates back to just the synopsis of most of the episodes relating to season two, which is eat more greens. They have those bacteria on the prebiotics and the, the probiotics that I'm them already that you're eating is going in your track and it's helping. And a topic we didn't cover, and I really would love to have him back on to talk about it, is how that relates in infancy. So going back to when you were first born, your your mother could have breastfed you, could have given you formula. Now, is there a difference between how our, our gut microbe is formulated when it comes to breast milk, as far as formula, does it affect our immune systems now? Could it cause something that's now becoming mainstream called leaky gut syndrome? That would be really cool to know how it affects us from a young age and if it stays with us permanently, because that is the time we get all our guidance it's through the, uh, vaginal birth that we get our most contact. And then after that, it's touching, it's what we're eating. It's who we're around in our environment. Does staying clean, and, and what I mean by that is constantly washing our hands and keeping our kids away from people, is that making our immune systems worse? I mean, we know now how important bacteria is for our immune system relative to our gut. So if we're not ex constantly exposing the kids, the go play it on the dirt method, is that going to give us food allergies? Is that going to really keep us sick in the long run. Maybe we're doing ourselves a disservice by being so clean at such a young age. I mean, I do believe in taking precautions of, as far as you're not going to put your kid to someone who has the flu and has a high fever. But if you put them around a healthy person and expose them to everything that's going on, expose them to peanut butter, expose them to honey, it should help them in their adulthood not have these crazy food allergies that are going on, have a stronger immune system, and I would love to get somebody in that field who's 
a, a big expert in that, and I really appreciate him doing that episode. Thank you guys for listening to this recap of the top five episodes of season two. Now, this is where I want to hear from all of my listeners. Guys, reach out to me. It's the Health Fitness Redefined Podcast at gmail.com. Again, Health Fitness Redefined Podcast at gmail.com. You can also DM us on Facebook and Instagram. I want to know what kind of topics you want me to cover. Maybe there's something like intermittent fasting, which I would love to do, get someone who's for and against it and really break it down. Maybe there's other things you would like us to cover on the show that we really have a topic. Maybe you would love an episode where we're breaking down fitness programs. So what's the best split to be doing in the gym? Is the bro split where we're doing shoulders one day and arms? Should we be focusing more on hit training? Maybe we get some different experts on elderly training. I would love to hear your opinions of people who you think we should have on the show. Maybe you want more one-on-one episodes with me where I talked about protein. I talked about fiber. So let me know. Shoot me an email. Shoot me a DM. And I would love to get those episodes out for you guys. And if, go ahead. Check us out on other platforms. For all of us listening, I'm not sure if you all know, we are streaming on all audio, as well as YouTube, as well as Rumble. Rumble is a new video platform we are now on. We started that about three months ago, so I recommend going to check that out and subscribe over there. And thank you guys for joining us on this week's episode of Health and Fitness Redefined. Join us next year for a great season. We're going right into season three. We have so many cool topics to cover. So many things that I think are just going to blow your your mind. And thank you so much until next time. And remember, fitness is a journey, not a destination. For us, we know what it's like to feel unhealthy, depressed, and downright defeated. We want to show others There is a right way, and through fitness, you could do anything you set your mind to. Fitness can give you that motivation, confidence, energy you need to bridge that mental gap and prevent you from missing important life events. We understand it's about feeling better, living longer, and being good examples for our kids. We understand this because we live it, and for us, That's the redefined difference.